Welcome to episode 3, it's you and me, I know it's my destiny, that was for you Simon, of Story Mode, a video game podcast brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your sick host, Jesse Munro, I'm joined today by Keelan Simpson. Hello. And Simon Evans. hey Good morning, we're recording very early today. Yeah, bright and early. I'm a morning person, so this is great for me. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, nor am I a night person. Yeah. You're barely a person. There's like 10 minutes in the afternoon where I'm, I just peak. And then either side of that, I'm a disaster. I'm especially a disaster today. Like I said from the jump, I, I, have, I, I think I'm in the flu. Mm. Let's Maybe hope the it's the flu. Mm. Well, you know what? Mm. Well, look, if it isn't, you need to go buy yourself some toilet paper. Oh, yeah. What's with that? <laughs> I don't what, know. Like, yeah. honestly, what the fuck is with that? <laughs> I actually don't know. Very concerning. I'm that. running low on supplies. I'm worried. I know, but that's the problem. It's like I needed to actually buy toilet paper the other day and couldn't find any. And then when I found some, I was like, oh, crap, I've got to grab some a, a regular amount of toilet paper whilst it's still available. And then, of course, I look like some dickhead that's walking out with... You know, two sets of toilet paper. You're part of the problem, I, Simon. I would have judged you. I need you. a toilet paper. I would have tasered you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you had, like, see, somebody got tasered, somebody got, like, stabbed. Or, yeah, like, somebody had a, knife. had a knife drawn on them, and, yeah. Hmm. People really want to people keep really their butts wanna, clean. Yeah, people really want to shit themselves. <laughs> I don't think they want to. I just think it's <laughs> happening. But also, Australia produces two-thirds of its own toilet paper, so this is completely ridiculous. This is so unnecessary, yeah. Yeah. People are dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's just jump straight in the news. Speaking of fucking shitting myself, when I heard <laughs> the news that HBO was making a Last of Us show, holy shit. So, um, this will be made by the guy who... Have you guys seen Chernobyl? No, no. I haven't actually, but I have um, very good things about it. I think it was the best bit of television that came out last year. It was incredible. So, Craig Mazin, Marzen, Mazin, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, um... <laughs> who made Chernobyl, will be working on the adaptation of Last of Us, along with the game's uh, creative director, Neil Druckmann. Ooh, and now the weird. show will be based on the original game. Um, yeah, with the with the job that Marzen did, though, with Chernobyl, which focused on the one event, personally, I would love to see a show based just on Outbreak Day. So yeah. just about the opening 15 minutes of the game. Mm. Expand that. Don't even have Joel and Ellie in it. Just show me the world. Like, show me how that happened. I would love that. I think that would be a really interesting concept. Um, but they have come out and sorry, confirmed that it, it is about Joel and Ellie. It's just the first yeah. game. No, that's cool. Like, the, the, cool. You can't... There's nothing wrong with that, but I feel like we do miss out on so much information about Outbreak Day. Like, there's a lot we don't know. And it is left for you to just sort of discern through... Sort of the in-game lore and mechanics and stuff, but it'd be really good just to have it all thrown at us, I think. Did you know there's a hint towards Outbreak Day in Uncharted 3? Really? No. So at the start of Uncharted 3, there's a really cool pub fight. Is it 3 or 2? I believe it's 3. Um, there's, a, there's a fight in a pub, and if you look at a newspaper, it says something about a virus breaking out. So oh. it's, I mean, obviously both made, made by the same company. Is Nathan Drake dead? Did he turn into a mushroom? I certainly hope so. Yeah. Fuck you. you He's monster. a jerk. The dude's He's a, a jerk. psychopath. Like, literally. Yes. Well, I like him. I mean... I can relate. <laughs> you can relate to the psychopath, can you? Mm, maybe. Well, have you, wait, sorry. I don't want to ruin anything for you guys. Have you guys played Uncharted 4? Yes. No. 
Okay, well, I don't care to go. Okay, well, it leaves him in the situation at the end where he would be away from any sort of virus. He's on an island, so maybe he's fine. Sully, on the other hand, dead, (laughs) dead as disco. That's sad. He became a plant. Sully's a. He became one of the bloaters. Here's the thing. Here's my theory. I think those spores can float across oceans and infect isolated islands. First, buy toilet paper. (laughs) <laughs> the uh what's the virus called in last of us um cordyceps cordyceps is coming well mm. remembered mm. oh it's based on a real thing yes it yeah. is. it's based on a, a fungus that goes into an ant's brain and controls it and then grows it over the back of its head yes it's real fucked up don't look at that in slow motion now nah, go on youtube look it up in slow motion it is oh yeah. if, if you're ever like unsure as to how fucked up nature can be that is a prime <laughs> example it's like, oh no, nature's lovely. It gives us kittens and puppies and rainbows. Yeah, but also fucking like literal zombie ants. You know, it's great. Delicious. I love it. Um, now, with Joel and Ellie, it's two of the most memorable characters we've had in recent history in games. Casting's going to play a big part in the show. Mm. And I think actually some of the best casting choices have unfortunately passed us by. Um, I personally would have loved. Um, uh, who plays Arya Stark in. Game of Thrones? Oh, Maisie... Maisie Williams. Maisie, yes. Maisie Williams would have been amazing. Ellen Page, I mean, they stole her likeness anyway. Would have been great. If they don't uh, do I Ellen th- Page, it would be ridiculous. Oh, no, they won't. They can't. They're, they're both too grown up now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I, I honestly you reckon Robin Williams would have played perfect Sully. That's just me. Um, who would you guys like to play Joel and Ellie? And for a bonus point, Sully. Do you guys have anyone in mind? Ooh, I saw mm. a post um, that had um, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. That's my number yeah. one, Nikolai Costa Waldo. I saw that post and it just clicked, and I'm like, oh yep. my god, that is perfect. You would yeah, that's that's a really on. good choice. I love it. He has just this energy about him, mm, this Very weariness, fatherly, especially towards the Game of Thrones. And I would like to see him in a show that ends properly. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Got him. Got him. Um. Yeah, so the internet really is leaning towards Nikolai Costa Waldo and Hugh Jackman, because um, basically it's it's Logan lo- crossed with Prisoner. It or is Prisoner, yeah. whatever that show was. Logan's actually inspired me for who I'd want as Ellie. Um, her name's Daphne Keen. She played X twenty three in yeah, Logan. Yeah, that- and actually, it would be really cool if we got both of them back together. I, I would I want Nikolai really- Costa Waldo and Daphne Keen because Daphne Keen is is young, has the look. But she can also play vicious. Like, she was cool as X-23. She was yeah, angry. She was. And I think Ellie needs to have this raw rage in her. Um, yet also be quite... Um, yeah, she's a kid. Mm. Yeah. She's a exploring the world. Still. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Daphne Keen would play that perfectly. And if I had to cast Sully, Tom Hanks. Okay. Yeah. Out there. Nah. Imagine Tom Hanks in a Hawaiian shirt and a cigar. Oh, I'm getting the, getting the vapors. I mean, isn't that just what he does these days anyway? I, I said a cigar, not. He's he's doing a bit more, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm implying that Tom Hanks is on drugs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, 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 Thank you. I wasn't 100% sure. Simon, he's on the crack. Um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, going away from this libel case that I'm building against myself, Ellen, what do you got? Defamation. Bam. Right, Jesse. 
Three episodes in, we're already in legal trouble. Already fighting Tom Hanks. I'll yeah. fight him. I'll fight him in the streets. I'm actually impressed with that record. That's good. Tom Hanks, if you're listening, I fucking beat your ass. Let's go. <laughs> Let's Old go, man. Tom. <laughs> Let's go, Forrest. Um, I have an uh, an article here, something very interesting. Do you guys know anything <laughs> Sorry. about... Sorry. Let's go, Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> His most iconic role... Forrest wouldn't be running anymore. I, I believe his most iconic hey. role was the Polar Express. Uh, yeah, he played everything in the Polar Express. Yeah. <laughs> he, Very, was, he was the train. He, he was a train. Um, he was a snow. It was so bad. <laughs> I still have nightmares about that. So I guess job well done. Uh, touche, yeah. Mr. Hanks. Um, do you guys know anything about the Nintendo PlayStation? Yes, yes, I Nintendo do. Nintendo PlayStation. I, I, yes. I love this. This is, a, this is a great story. So uh, the news article recently um, in Gadget had a little write-up here. The Nintendo PlayStation sells for $360,000 at auction. Um, and most people would be like, what the hell? Those are two different <laughs> two words. Those different don't things. go together. That doesn't Hang work. Um, Glow together. Yeah. Um, Simon, do you know a little bit about the history of the, the Nintendo PlayStation? Yes, so originally, um, Sony and Nintendo entered into a deal where Sony was going to make a CD add-on for the uh, SNES, for the Super Nintendo, Um, and then they created the prototype, but they wanted to call it the Nintendo, well, Nintendo, Sony, PlayStation, Nintendo weren't happy about some of the naming conventions that they wanted to do and some of the rights they wanted, uh, and backed out of the deal which inspired Sony to then make the PlayStation 1. So Nintendo shot themselves on the foot, created their biggest competitor in the market, um, and then they ended up going with Philips. Oh, yes, with the legendary CDI. Philips CDI, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the footage of those Zelda games from the CDI? Look, I've it's... seen way too many YouTube poops to not have seen them. <laughs> They're pretty bad. That's it's so bad. Swinging a miss on that one. If anyone is listening, please go and look up Zelda CDI. Uh, you'll have a, a time. I won't say a good time. I won't say a bad time. Just a time. Um, time dinner. will certainly pass while you watch it. It will no certainly pass when, when you watch it. Um, this is really interesting, though. Uh, so there was a, a prototype made of the Nintendo PlayStation. And um, there was a guy named Terry Diebold who purchased... Um, this prototype in a bankruptcy auction uh, oh, wow. for the former Sony Computer Entertainment America president, Olaf Olafsson. So the man's so nice, they named him twice. I, I really <laughs> love that name. It feels like a name what out a of Skyrim. Name. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I'm just like, what a dumb name. Cop that. We're fighting everyone. We're coming in fiery today. <laughs> hey, Olaf Olafsson, if you're listening to this. I'll fight you too. Jesse, come Old on. Man. The man went bankrupt. Leave him alone. Is he alive? Who knows? Um, <laughs> if he's not, I've already won. <laughs> yeah. You just win by default. Old mate, uh, old mate Terry, though. TKO. He He bought this uh, this console for 75 bucks. So Jesus. 360K versus that $75 outlay. Pretty good profit in there. What the fuck? That's But insane. he's still not happy about it. Yeah, no. Apparently... He received an offer for $1.2 million for this. Was mm. there proof of that, though, or were they trying to I, I amp up the price? Well, who knows? I don't know. Because it, it's definitely a massive part of gaming history. Like mm. we just said, it is the moment where Sony 
sort of diverged on their own path and has become, you know, the market leader. So it's a piece of gaming history, mm-hmm. but there's nothing to play in it. Exactly. There's nothing really about it. It's a really cool moment. It doesn't really do anything. There's nothing, no accoutrement yeah. to it. Yeah, like um, it's, it's evidence that this thing happened. Yeah, it's like a moment in time happened. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. $1.2 million of worth? It's no. uh, pretty no. ugly as well. Not oh, yeah. Lie. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yes. horrible. Not going to lie. Weird looking console. Um, but in any case, it should be preserved. And I suspect that that's what's going to happen now with its new owner. This belongs mm. in a museum. Mm, it exactly. does. I'm kind of hoping that it ends up there eventually. Well, um, Terry Diebold's son, Dan Diebold, I believe, has come out and said they want to open up like a gaming museum. Because, of course, they do. Because everyone who has something that's old wants to open up a gaming museum. But are they going to have one thing in there? Is it just going to be that on like a stool and be like, hey... Pay ten bucks, come have a look at it. <laughs> no, they also have like an Atari twenty six hundred and be like, look, look at this ancient thing we found. It's kinda of like you know the episode of Simpsons where um Bart has the, the trillion dollar note and he starts the museum in his in his clubhouse, in his cubby house thing. Treehouse, that's what it's called. Yeah. He sets up a little museum for it and he's like, Oh, we need to add in extra things. So they're just like random shit he found around the house and then the one thing people are there to see. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this museum is going to be feels exactly yeah, like that um, yeah, I, I think you mentioned earlier about nine different PSPs we're going to see displayed around mm-hmm. the uh, Nintendo Playstation uh, he's my collection of PSPs uh, he's a PS1 that I bought at uh, Super Potato in Tokyo uh, and he's the PS1 mouse I have that, <laughs> I have the little PS1 computer mouse Why? Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was like $3, why what, not what does it do? Looks at cool. the moment, it sits in a drawer. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of just right. bored. I'm like, this is weird. I don't know if I you guys have... know um, much about um, the guy who invented the PlayStation, and I presume was a part I'll of this deal I as do, well. Actually, Ken Kudaragi. He well, is, the name does ring a bell. Actually, he is. Uh, he was an engineer at Sony, and um, apparently very talented. Um, I found out something about him today, or was rather reminded of it. He also invented the sound chip inside of the Super Nintendo. That oh, legendary yeah, that's sound it. chip. Yes, yeah. yeah actually, dude is... I think that's where I know his name from. Yeah, yeah. That's... Um, I didn't know that he was involved with the, the PlayStation. Yeah, he's uh, he's responsible for two like iconic gaming consoles. You know, like uh, well, at least elements of it. That's incredible. Yeah. What a good, good dude. Yeah, well, speaking about iconic PlayStation moments, Simon, you've been playing something that you're very excited about, haven't you? Yeah, also, what a, that was genuinely a really good segue. Well done. I'm, I'm getting good. We're <laughs> yeah, three episodes like, in. I'm quite professional about this. <laughs> as I um, drink my Red Bull to stay awake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, as we said at the beginning of last episode, the Final Fantasy VII demo dropped. And Yay. I finally got around to playing it last night. Um, at... 10 p.m. Anyway, um, it lasts for about an hour, and it is brilliant. And this is coming from someone who has no real attachment to Final Fantasy VII specifically, because um, it was only ever on the on the PlayStation. I was a Nintendo kid, still am a Nintendo kid, um, but you know I played through it, and I, I was like, Fuck, "This is actually really good." So it's the it's the bombing run it's the it's the opening sequence for Final Fantasy VII. It does only last an hour. You only fight one boss, um, and it introduces things and tutorializes things really really nicely. And yeah, it just runs really well. Um, 
And the good thing, the thing that I'm really looking forward to about Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake is that there's going to be new content, there's going to be new story, it's going to fill in some of the gaps, it's going to bridge some of the more questionable things a little bit smoother, and it's just going to, you know, flesh it out that little bit more. And I think it's something like, oh, I can't remember, that a lot of the original team involved with Final Fantasy VII are back for the remake. Really? Yeah, a lot of them. So they know exactly the story that they want to tell. And they're going to be able to go, yep, we missed out on that last time. Let's fill that gap in. This is actually one of the complaints, though, that I've heard about from people who played it. Now, I have no connection. I've never played Final Fantasy VII. I, I, will, I will play this new one because it looks really pretty. And I think it's going to be quite it's a stunning. moment in gaming. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm fascinated to see it. But a lot of people who played the demo and, and, and more... Uh, like a few gaming outlets have played, you know, the first five or six hours of it, they feel like you can really tell that this is one game that's been stretched out further than it should be. It feels like it drags at points. Because what the original was, what, four disc? Yeah, something so like that. So I imagine... I, I don't really know how the delineation works. Like, was Midgard disc one or disc one and two? Will we get four games out of this? Is it one out of ten parts? No one quite knows what the end point is with this. Mm. Yeah. It's no. baffling also because it's going to cross gaming generations. The next one yeah. will come out on the PS5. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like such a strange point. I, I personally would have thought, maybe hold off on this and make it a PS5 launch title. Mm. That would have been, really been pretty cool. That would have been or really good. cross-generational. Well, Something that yeah. works on both. It's Why absolutely not? going to do that. And I don't think they're going to start off on the PS4 and have maybe the PS2 be sort of cross-gen, and then, like, part three only be on the PS5. They're not going to do that. It's The whole thing's going to be cross-gen, because, honestly, you, be. you can tell just be. by looking... Like, obviously, the trailers are a little bit touched up and stuff, but yeah. just playing it on my PS4 earlier, and I've got a shitty, shitty TV, and I was like, fuck, this game looks great. Oh, it like, is it is shockingly beautiful. It is pushing that hardware to the limit. Absolutely, and you can just tell that it is. And it, I mean, don't get me wrong; it runs smoothly and it runs well, and it's just good overall. Like it's got a real nice sense of polish to it. But you can just tell that, like for its maximum effect, next gen, it's going to just shine. It is going to be fan fucking tastic. However, so how long is it taking for this one to come out? I know there's been a fair few delays in it. Yeah, so it was originally set to release on the third of March. And then it got pushed back to... Oh, but like, when was it first announced that this was being made? Like, when, oh, how long has it been in development for? Years. It's been, years. been a while. Oh my God. So how long do you think it'll be until the second part comes out? Well, I think once they get the ball rolling, it shouldn't be too bad. I think It shouldn't be, be able... too bad, but I imagine, say, a year? Yeah, I, w- I would have thought so. Considering, I mean, obviously you can tell that they've put in a lot of effort into the engine. Because I think yeah. they've used the Final Fantasy XV engine and tweaked it a lot. So it's basically its own thing. And I think they're going to... Because obviously now they've got the engine done, they've got the assets, they can progress I'm not further. sure about that, so, actually, Simon. Uh, I think it might be Unreal Engine 4. Uh, um, yeah. But let's just say that the next one comes out in a year's time, okay? And let's just say it's four parts, because the original was four disc. That mm. means we'll get the, the final part in, what, 2023? Yeah. Would they still be supporting the ps4 by then i doubt it mm. like like in in a proper way 
they'll still have yeah. some random like BMX game that comes out in the PS4. Just Dance. <laughs> Why not? Ooh. But will they have Final Fantasy come out? I don't know. And it just it feels like a strange time to do this. And especially they need to come out, I think, and be like, okay, this is going to be this is part one of X. Yeah. Part one of five, part one of whatever. That's the thing. We don't know how many parts are going to be. Exactly. And that's part of the problem. Although, and the, the people I know who really like Final Fantasy VII are a little bit uncomfortable. It's like, mm. Midgar's cool, but Midgar's not 70 hours cool. No. That's no. So the I'm same a little thing bit worried about how far I can stretch out. What I'm interested in as well, I remember um, from reading something a while ago, this is a timed exclusive for the PS4. What I does that mean? So. Yeah. So it's going to be on PC? Or is it um, going to be yeah, on the other I think consoles? It, I think well? it will come out. So I think it was the same thing with. Um, uh, there's been a few other games where it will be a timed exclusive, where it will come out on one console initially, and then eventually release to at least one other platform, if not. More. Like um, Death Stranding. Mm. Death Stranding. Yes, good example PC. actually. With, so with Half Life uh, content. Fun little fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's they, like they the also PC. Did, yeah, I reckon so. I reckon it will come out on PC um, and probably Xbox as well. So Simon, tell us a bit about the actual gameplay. So it runs. So it's kind of like a. It's it's an interesting hybrid. So anyone who's played Final Fantasy fifteen will immediately feel a little bit more comfortable with it. It runs in a real time thing instead of the uh, the ATB, so the active timed battles that right. it used to run in. Um, but there is still that element in there, which I'll get to in a moment. So as you sort of walk around and, you know, an enemy comes towards you, cool, you then start combat, you press the button to attack. That's it. You just press the button, you attack. Um, you can obviously turn your camera around, you can turn cloud around, whatever, and attack and aim at different things. Cool. Um, as you are attacking things, you build up what's referred to as the ATB gauge. And once it's filled up to a certain point, you then press a button and you then open up this menu and you get to choose to do certain abilities so for example um, you can use spells and weapon skills and things like that um, even items is actually tied to this whilst you're in combat and that's what's really interesting is um, whilst you're in combat let's say for example you're on low health and you have your ATB you go oh shit I need to drink a potion it actually takes a few seconds for the potion to take effect. Right. So you can get interrupted in that time frame. And not only do you lose your potion and not gain any health, but you also lose that charge of the gauge that you had. That's just gone. Oh, so okay. you can get you can get punished quite severely if you mistime it, which I think is a really interesting depth. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah it's quite yeah. nice. Uh, also, when, was, you, when you do have... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, sorry. I was just worried that the, the strategy that you have in like the, the turn-based combat would be taken out once it becomes real-time and it just becomes Thankfully more of a button-mashing kind of exercise. Not, yeah, like, I sort of was worried about that as well, but because of the fact that when you open up the ATB menu, which is actually what I was going to just say anyway, mm. um, it actually slows down the gameplay. So Ooh. the game like goes into slow-mo, things are moving like you know in the background at a few frames a second still very fucking smooth it's very intentional looks great and then yeah you get to choose what action it is you want to take and what target you want to hit and blah 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 and yeah it looks and works really really well you can also change between characters during combat with literally just a press on the d-pad 
and that is smooth. That's that is slick. really, really good. I like that. You only have the you have two characters in the demo. Yeah, so you only have Cloud and you have Barrett. Um, and so each character controls Sorry, differently. Barrett's the one with the minigun, right? Yeah. Okay. He's Mr. Gun, gun Arm. He, he's yeah. angry. He swears. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> seems like the sort of guy I'd want to you know go have a drink with. Be great. He can't pick up. He can't yeah. pick up a drink. Got a gun. Well, I mean, he's hand. got one hand. Nah. <laughs> Replace them both. But don't bother. <laughs> hey, Barrett. Meet me in a car park. Fuck Fight him as well. Oh, I don't think you're going to win against someone who's got a minigun for an arm. I could beat him in an arm wrestle. <laughs> the dude's jacked. I don't. I don't yeah. know if he could, man. He's pretty huge, man. He he mm. is. He's mm. a big boy. Um, <laughs> going, going back to the <laughs> going back big to boy the Going back to the combat, um, there's a system which has actually come back from Final Fantasy XIII, which, I mean, also fuck Final Fantasy XIII. But anyway, um, <laughs> so the stagger system, it's been reworked a fair bit and now re-implemented, and it works quite well, which is basically as you attack um, or hit certain weak points or use certain um, elemental, like, take advantage of certain elemental weaknesses against an enemy, it fills up their stagger gauge, and when it's filled out, they literally are staggered, and take extra damage. Oh. Um, yeah, so they can take, like, 160% damage instead of the regular 100%. Um, hmm. And yeah, so you can you can just, it just builds up naturally as well, you don't have to, it doesn't decline at any point, you don't have to stop. Um, so yeah, it, it just sort of fleshes that out really nicely, and you can take the most of those opportunities when they're staggered and just dish out a fuck ton of damage. So would you say this little taster of the game has left you, you know, your pump for it coming out now? Like it hasn't sort of waned your, your excitement for it? No, actually uh, to the point where after I'd finished playing it, I then immediately went onto YouTube and looked up a couple of um, other YouTubers' thoughts on the remake. Mm. And yeah, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's anything that I've missed. There was a couple of little bits and pieces that I'd missed. For example, certain button combinations, you know, fill out the bars quicker and, you know, little little cool bits and pieces like mm. that. But yeah, um, no, I'm actually really excited for it. I was kind of on the fence before. That has kind of, it's pretty much sold me on it. Cool. I want to go, I want to go get that game. So when did they come out? Like March something? When did they come oh, out? That is a very, very good question. Uh, let's see if I can find out. It was meant to come out March third. I know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was April meant to come out April tenth. April tenth. Oh, ah, we, we have a we are going to be eating well because there are some good games coming out in the next few months. Yeah. Ooh. My wallet hates me, and sorry. Also, just looked it up as well. According to Polygon, uh, Final Fantasy Seven will be a time exclusive for the PS4 until twenty twenty one, March third, twenty twenty one. time. Sorry, this is an old article. It says for a period of one year. So I guess it was meant to release March. So yeah. I guess now it's going to be April next year. Moving along to a game that is out and was part of our, our first episode, the games I was look, looking forward to most this year. I'm going to go through my experience with Dreams. Dreams. You didn't see it, but I was like waving my... I was doing some spirit fingers with that because it's a very magical <laughs> game. Hands. So Dreams, Dreams is the newest game from Media Molecule. Uh, you may know... Uh, them from their work on Little Big Planet and the fantastic but forgotten about Tearaway. Tearaway is a very cute game. Yeah, I've heard very um, good things about Tearaway actually. 
Although this de game definitely feels like a progression of Little Big Planet. So Little Big Planet, imagine Little Big Planet was paint, like Microsoft Paint. Dreams mm. is Photoshop. Ooh. You're allowed to do a lot more. It is a cross between um, a game, a developer kit, and YouTube. Um, it's, a, it's an editing tool. It just lets you make what you want. It makes your dreams come true. Hey. Hey. They should have hired me to do the marketing. Mm. So it's a bit of a strange one to go through. Because like I said, it's not really... I, I, I'm struggling to call this a game. So when you load it up, you've got four different modes. And I'll go through them all really quickly. Uh, you get your home space editor, which is like your little hub world. You can create it, make it look however you want. I'm trying to make it look like our logo made by the fantastic Sarah Snorlax. Go find her on Instagram at InbuttsWeTrust. Oh, that was smooth. That was um, very nice. Well I'm done. trying to... I'm, once it's all done up, I'm going to make it public. So I'll share that with everyone. They can all see it. Um, you have Community Jam, which is like timed challenges from Media Molecules. Like, hey, community, make this. Let's see what you can do. Um, you have Dream Shaping, which I'll get into first. This is, this is the editing mode. This mm -hmm. is where you can make whatever you want. And when I say you can make whatever you want, you can make whatever you want. You can make short videos. You can make... Um, uh, you know, games, you can make platform games, racing games, FPS, puzzle games, anything. I've seen people make music videos. I've seen people make music. It is insane and it is staggering how much you can do with the simple tools you have. Now, I've played probably about close to 10 hours of the game and almost all that time has been based uh, playing the tutorials. There are a lot of tutorials and they're very in-depth. Um, Jesse? So... The tutorials oh. basically teach you how to use the tools to, like, craft the game, right? Craft yeah. the games. Yeah. It shows you how to do the simplest things. I'm still in the very simple mode. I can't quite fathom how what I've learned so far can make what I've played. Yeah. Um, I'm still in that kind of weird spot of, okay, cool. I know how to use these things. I just don't know how to use these things like in what <laughs> way should i use them yeah it, it's, it's crazy how in-depth this game is but these tutorials are really really good um it's like a little voiceover and a video that pop up on the screen and they walk you through it step by step the game really encourages you it feels like a like a primary school art teacher over your shoulder saying yeah you know this is great you drew a blue duck because you've never seen a blue duck before this is fantastic <laughs> um which is really, really cool because as I'm making stuff and everything's starting to make sense, I actually, you do get that sense of, do you guys remember having an imagination? Vaguely. No. A long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. You used to have like wonder and awe in the world. This game's pretty damn close to getting that back for me. I feel like a kid who's just picked up pencils in Texas for the first time. I feel like, you know, crafting something. It, 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 it's a cool feeling. It, it's a sense of wonderment. I think of all the games I've played in the last few years, this is the one that's made me feel most like a kid. Which I really like. Fair enough. Um, it, it, yeah, it, that's really I just, wholesome. I feel like, yeah, it's it's a super wholesome game, and I really like it for that. So these, yeah, these tutorials will work you through like how to place objects, how to move them, how to color them, how to bend them and shape them, how to move your camera around. Um, so many different button combinations. It's like I said, this feels like a dev kit, which you know they would use a PC for. So you have a lot of button combinations. So it can get a little bit intimidating. Curiosity. Can you plug a keyboard and a mouse into your PlayStation to use that? To use this? 
I don't believe so. However, mm. from what I'm hearing, it is um, it works best on the PlayStation Move controls. What? Ah. Which is baffling. Yes. I have them, and I may give that a go. Um, yeah. I'll give it a go, and if, if it is good, maybe I'll, I'll chuck something up on our social media about it. We'll post so you guys know the best way to play it. Um, yeah. Wow. Which, yeah. They, they have a use, apparently. Ooh. I, to dig up the I thought it was use. just for PlayStation VR. And even then, they barely work in there. This shit. I played um, Beat Saber for like four hours the other night. Let's not get into that. I can tell you, you're looking <laughs> buff. Like a real <laughs> Barrett. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the editing tool is amazing. I haven't really gotten to how I can create uh, cutscenes or music yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, these tutorials are the best way to learn. So if, if, to anyone who's considering buying the game or has the game, I recommend jump into the tutorials and do as many as you can. Being said, the part that I'm the most interested in is what I call the YouTube part, which is dream surfing, where you explore the dreamiverse to explore people's dreamscapes. Because apparently imagination stopped around the time they were naming these things. Yeah, yeah, clearly. They had, like, that one guy who was incredibly sleep-deprived name the entire thing. Pretty much. Um, (laughs) This is where people can put up their own creations. So you make stuff, you make a game, you make a video, whatever, you want to share with the the, people, you pop it up on here. You can also actually share just individual assets, which is really, really cool. If you make a car with certain physics to it, with certain... um, I believe they call them gadgets. So a gadget can be like, you know, an axle spinning or a swing mechanic or, or something like that. Any sort of mechanic to use within the game, you can share that as well. Um, so you, you put it all together, you pop it up into the, the Dreamiverse so people can dream surf them. This is also where the closest thing to a campaign is. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a short game but made by Media Molecule. It's called Art's Dream. Art's Dream is a direct attack against me. Okay, it f- <laughs> media molecule. Meet me at a car park. <laughs> Fight you all, nerds. The art nerds. Um, speaking of art, the game focuses on the main character. His name's Art. Now he's an egotistical, you know, emotionally fragile bass player who gives up his dreams of playing music and uh, loses his spark and the the twinkle in his eye, and he becomes a shallow husk of a man. Jesse, wow. this is a, a video game about podcasts, not uh, psychology. <laughs> We're not here for you to vent, mate. I can see my guitar next to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. Like they, they made this game as a showcase of all the things you can do. So I'm probably about halfway through. I've heard it's about three hours long. Um, there's been musical numbers, dialogue options, point-and-click puzzles, platforming, cutscenes. Um, the music's been really, really good. Some of the art styles I've seen are amazing. The cutscenes are beautifully done. Um, voiceovers, it's a really cool way of showing how everything can interact with each other. Um, the highlight so far has been a musical number by uh, the, the train conductor. He has a song called Tickets Please, which is very, very catchy. And he has a very cool little dance for it. Um, and the cool thing is while you're playing through it, you collect more things to then use in your editing tools. So you can go back and you can do some more editing. You can add them to your home space. Um, stuff like that. So well worth playing just to see what the game can do. But the most interesting part of the game is definitely what others have created. So I've got a few. I've got my three standouts. And then I'm going to do a little review of um, some hidden 
trash. Um, it's not all good. Trash. <laughs> I think the best thing I've played so far, um, purely from a recreation point of view, and this is probably one people have seen most online, somebody made a really, really spot-on version of PT, the playable trailer for Silent Hill, that wow. is no longer available um, due to the whole... Due to mummy um, and daddy having a fight, Kojima and Konami. Um, Konami being a little Fun bitch. fact, I deleted the game a week before that happened. And now it stays there in my downloads and says can't download. And it no. just it hurts because PT was amazing. But yeah, somebody's remade it. The only real difference I've noticed so far is when you can complete the, the loop. So you go around the house, you complete that loop, you go back in the garage. Mm-hmm. It has a tiny little load. Wow. Other than that, it's spot on. The creepy um, radio show, still playing. All the pictures on the wall, spot on. The lighting's really good. Same sense of goddamn abject terror. <laughs> Every time you turn a corner. Very, very cool. Um, there's another one called Pip Gem Walker. This is cute as hell. You play the little sloth and you walk around and you collect gems. Very basic. It's a little, little puzzle platformer. Um, it is... Utterly adorable. This sloth is one of the cutest things I've ever seen in the game. I I, I would die for it. But how does a sloth move in real sloth time? Well, the whole thing is at the start. There's like a, a, a super speed gem that crashes to Earth, oh. and it crashes, <laughs> crashes in front of him. And he's like in his tree, and then he climbs down and he starts walking towards it really slowly. And then it says like ten minutes later, and he's halfway there. <laughs> Ten minutes later, again he gets to it, and when he touches the super speed gem, he can now walk normal speed. Yeah, hey. <laughs> it's really, 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 really cute. Um, I like this. Unfortunately, I don't have the name of the person who made this because um, every game has like credits, so you can yeah. see who made it, and then also whose assets that they used. Because if you play a game, you're like, oh, I really like how they've done this. I can just take it and put it into my game. Really, really cool community aspect um, there. Um, I also played something called Art Therapy. Which in my notes, I've just got two minutes smashy smashy. You play as um, an artist who your art it keeps getting rejected. The museum's like, nah, we're not putting it up. You, you, you shit. So naturally, you go into the museum with a baseball bat. Um, and your goal is to smash as much as you can within two, is that two or three minutes? Um, the, the key is you can't be spotted by security or other patrons of the museum with your bat it's very cool it's one of the things you only play once it's more just to show off the physics and stuff like that but yeah it, it, it's pretty fun uh, i've also played a few fps games uh, explored a few sets some people just make a set that you can explore um like a, a landscape and stuff like that which i yeah. really like they're very um there's a really nice uh, uh cherry blossom one you explore a little bit of japan very pretty um racing games fighting games um in our first episode i mentioned that game called oi you what you looking at which is a boxing game. It's got a bit of an upgrade. It's even better. I love it so much. Um, I also... So all you have to do to find these games is, is search. It's like YouTube. You type in a keyword and then stuff's going to come up. So with that in mind, I reached out to both of you guys yesterday. I'm like, yes, hey guys, did. give us some... Give me random terms. I'm going to type in the search bar. I'm going to see what comes up. Because I want to show you how deep... These games go. There are there are hundreds, if not thousands, of games already here. And again, they're just scratching the surface. I think the best of what Dreams has to offer is months, if not a year away. We're yeah. just scratching the surface. This game did have a very long gestation period of testing. Um, 
and which is why we had some you know quite cool stuff that came out at launch but i think now that the the, the public at large had their hands in it we're going to see some cool cool stuff there are a lot of work in progress a lot of them say you know work in progress expected to be done in three years and you have multiple people doing it yeah. um i heard that there's a group of people who are remaking uh disneyland literally from Jesus. like the point of view of you're, you're in the hotel and then you leave the hotel and then you can ride the rides and stuff like that That's there's going to be a lot of community work on this but what's the legal repercussions of that um, I'll get question. into that in a moment. I just want to, I'm going to go through these short mini reviews of a few yeah. games. So, Simon, the first term you gave me was Farm. Um, this game was made by Codfather. This game's called Sonic at the Chemical Farm. So they <laughs> See, I was hoping for something like Stardew Valley. <laughs> okay, God that's no. what I was God thinking no. of. Sonic at the Chemical Farm. Uh, <laughs> it's a simple 3D platformer. We play a Sonic. We're running around a farm collecting rings. The farm has a big house in the middle with a giant dog in it. Doesn't do anything. It just sits there. You go out into the garden. There's a massive hog head. Just inexplicably there. Okay. Also, there's a giant turtle in the center. Sure. Why not? The closest thing to chemicals in this game is this person must have found an acid they like, which is two chemical barrels. That's all I could find. And the strangest thing about it is... The slight mid-2000s new metal soundtrack that smashes your eardrums <laughs> with banal shit rock. It is abysmal. I found defensive. Oh, dear. Moving on. Um, Simon, your next suggestion was books. Um, with that, we found a game called Bookshelf Dream made by Bookshelf Mac 5. This one, really committed to the whole bookshelf thing, isn't he? He really likes the bookshelf. Yeah. Um, you sat in a small room made of clouds. Naturally, there's a bookshelf, the aforementioned titular bookshelf uh, is in the middle of that room. And this bookshelf has a number of little Buzz Lightyear things, little dolls floating around it. They're not quite Buzz Lightyear. They look like little pigs with Buzz Lightyear's face. (laughs) You jump on the pillow that's in the middle of the room and that launches you above the cloud cover where you see a man made out of rocks. You can then take control of him. You can possess him. Um, so one of the things that Dreams does is you control an imp, which is basically your cursor, mm-hmm. um, and you can stop between the edit and play mode. And when you go into play, you can possess certain characters to take control of them and jump around and explore oh. the world. So you can take possession of this rock man. Um, this game was completely silent until you find what looks like a big meteor cross with an apartment. Um, oh, you can't go in there, but you oh. could hear lounge music coming from inside. <laughs> that's, so that's a strange one I definitely um, want to be in there Keelan Yeah You wanted Fast and Furious mm. Typed it in Unfortunately there was no Fast and Furious game I also typed in Vin Diesel And there was nothing yet Because obviously <sighs> That's going to take a little bit of time To create Come that on, beautiful guys. man You're But I played down. Impala SS Sandbox Made by Impala SS Sandbox um, It's actually pretty cool It was just a massive playground uh, Of concrete shapes in a desert For some reason And you drive and Impala, the Wait. controls were pretty good. The drifting was fine. It was yeah. fun. I actually played this game for about 20 minutes, just driving around. The car sounds were really, really good. Whoever made the, the, the gadget, as I mentioned before, for the driving mechanics of this car, they knew their shit. This controls very, very nicely. I'm so curious, uh, Jesse. 
when nope. you have a game like that with all these like cool assets and these sounds and stuff like that where does it come from is it uploaded is it available for use inside of dreams or do you have to like upload it separately some things are made by media molecule some mm-hmm. things are made by other people like literally part by part they're made mm. so you get a bunch of different shapes and you put them all together and you create a character and then you can attach everything to itself and give it um different gadgets to you know, create movement and, and stuff like that mm. again i'm i haven't done all of the tutorials yet because there are that many <laughs> and i want to do them all because i really want to sink my teeth into this game but mm. i want to go in there prepared because it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you make stuff in this game um, i wouldn't yeah. recommend the game from the get-go inspires you to make everything you can but if you want to do it straight away, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. You do need to wait a while. You need to learn before you jump into it. Um, and just, sorry, my last little little game. Um, Keelan, you gave me the suggestion of hair for some reason. That brought up a thing called Super Chad, made by Super Enoch Chad. Root. Now, Super Chad isn't a game. It's a short film. Um, an art house film, if you will. It looks like fucking Cahoots. Have you ever played Cahoots? The no, animation I, game. If anyone's no. ever played Cahoots, you know what I'm on about. It's shit. Um, <laughs> it looks like one of those really early 3D cartoons, like the like the early 90s Ooh. ones, which were kind of gross. Mm, I like yeah. Now, in this, our titular, our, our, our hero of the day, Super Chad, lands in the middle of the, uh, the, the town square to order a pizza from a racially insensitive stereotype named Luigi. Um... Uh. Now, Super Chad doesn't speak much. He just says the same few lines over again. He says, I'm strong. I'm clean. I have baby hair. Just keep saying what? that for some reason. <laughs> um, baby hair. <laughs> so he, he, he orders a pizza. And now he does have baby hair, to be fair. Um, he orders his pizza. And when he gets his pizza, he has a little dance. And I can tell you the butt physics on this guy are mesmerizing. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Mm. Each, in butts each we butt trust has, indeed. In butts. This is a butt I trust. Each <laughs> butt cheek has, you know, its own little movement. It's beautiful. But, oh, no. Dr. Bad has come along and he lands and he has the same canned laughter each time he does it. And he kicks the building and it blows up. And then, you know, Thanks Super Chad, today. being the superhero that he is, jumps on him and kind of just crushes his body and they become sort of entangled at some point. Mm. He then okay. just looks Thank at the you. building. He rebuilds it with a, 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 a power of sorts. He re- rebuilds it. Um, Dr. Bad is vanquished. Uh, Super Chad has his pizza. There is a dog that speaks at one point. And then there are credits. That role, um, and he he dances, and I also love the fact that the person who wrote the original screenplay has their name listed in the credits as original screenplay by such and such. Like fuck, credit where it's due. So I played those these. The, oh, sorry, I played all of those this morning, and my day is ruined <laughs> because of it. Now, so so what I'm saying is, you can find some really cool shit, but it's it's like going on Tumblr and looking at like fan art. Really, really cool shit. Really, really weird stuff. Don't look up Mario or Sonic. Yeah, fair point. Because um, I do want to give a dishonorable mention to a game. Ooh. It's called Mario Overdoses. Ooh. Can you guess what happens in this game? Mario has he too, he many mushrooms. too many mushrooms. Yeah. No, no, he has one of the giant pills from Dr. Mario. I think oh. he dies? 
I don't know. He just goes to a different world where Yoshi's there and also Sans from Undertale. Okay. And they just laugh for a while. That is grim and it, it, terrifying. It is, it is pretty creepy. It is, yeah. it is dark. There's a very um, Salad Fingers vibe about it. I just feel like I get the heebie-jeebies thinking about it. I hate it. it. I also saw on Twitter there was another one called, uh, I think it was Wario. Yeah, I think it was Wario dies in a car crash. And it's just Wario in a <laughs> car and it, go, and it goes off a cliff. I was like, oh. All right. So you can definitely use this game for evil. Yeah, clearly these people were optimistic, upstanding members of the community. 100%. But you can see some people have just created art, and it's it's beautiful. Some of the most impressive um, searches I got were just searching the term realism. People are making stuff look really, really good. There was one, it was just a robotic face. Um, And all, when it talks, you see every part of it move. It's very much like an Iron Man suit. Actually, sorry, scratch that. It looks more like Ultron. Oh, so when cool. it talks, you have all these different parts that are moving, and it looks phenomenal. Again, this is just like a proof of concept by this guy. Um, mm. oh, I should have got his name. Really, really impressive. If you have the game, type in realism, and you can have a ball with that. Um, didn't didn't someone recreate Fallout Four? Yes, I did and play a little bit of that. So it was they, quite they fun. They finished it a little bit hard. In- um, yeah, there's Fallout Four. I played a little bit of a version of Skyrim. Somebody remade Last of Us, but it looks like PS One. Um, and that actually does bring me to kind of my last point about the game is I was really worried about like legal ramifications of this game. If you yeah. can make any game in it, um, who owns the copyright? If you fuck up, if you fuck around with somebody else's character, like say like, I know Disney's very, uh, strict very. with who uses their stuff. If I go make a, a video of, you know, Mickey Mouse kicking babies, <laughs> am I going to get in trouble? Does Media Molecule get in trouble? Does it get banned? What constitutes a ban on here? Is it just all your stuff's taken off? Is it just the game's taken off and the assets disappear? If you're using somebody else's asset, are they in trouble as well now because they allowed you to use it? I don't know where all that leads. However, I'm actually not as worried as I was at first because the game, as much as I'm saying this game lets you do everything, it, it, it does have limitations. So I was a liar, I guess. Everything that is made in Dreams definitely feels like it was made of Dreams. It feels like a facsimile. It feels like, for lack of a better term, the straight-to-DVD version of a game. <laughs> this is fan art. This is fan fiction. Um, like which it. is, in its way, charming. The little yeah. flaws you see are absolutely charming. You tell that... You can see the love that is put into some of these creations. And it's inspiring. And I... I, I if you are in any way... And if you in any way consider yourself a creative type... I r- highly recommend getting into this game or just checking it out because, yeah, some of the stuff that people are making, are, is, it's inspirational. It's really, really cool. I really like it. Um, but, yeah, it's not as far as, like, oh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complete, completely remake fucking Monster Hunter. You can't do it. You can get yeah. close. You can do something pretty cool. You can't do a full-on remake of stuff. Um, unless, I guess, you could do a remake of older games. I would love to see somebody make a cooler world, too. That's also the second podcast in a row that I've mentioned the game Cooler World. It's a good game. Yeah. Um, so I'm not too too worried about the legal ramifications of that one. That's good. Yeah. All in all, highly recommend Dreams. Get about it. Cool. Have all a right. good time. Yeah, yeah cool. definitely Will something to, to look into and play around with. That's true. I, I've been browsing the Dreams subreddit, yep. and I've seen someone is remaking fable in in dreams Jeez. One of, yeah really ambitious i that's guess that's a project i can get behind 
I think we're, like like I said, in game. the next few years or so, we're gonna see some amazing, amazing things come from here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it you will see that split between the amazing and the memes. Yeah, <laughs> the memes are terrifying. Ah, uh, yeah. I just I, stuff is very cool. I really love that it is a space where both people who are taking it seriously can create stuff and have it be seen and heard. Um, and people who are treating it more like a joke. It's fine. Yeah. It's valid. Everyone yeah. can post whatever they want on there. It's really good. Yeah, I like that as well. I think that's a... Literally, Media Molecule have, have given... If you buy the game, they've given you a pad of paper and a bunch of texts and said, do something. If you want to draw the Mona Lisa, go for it. If you oh, want to draw dick actually, and balls, go for it. Actually, just to interrupt you there. You said textures again. I didn't interrupt you the first time, but for anyone who isn't Australian, what he means by textures is markers. Don't ask me why you guys call it Dexter's. I don't understand. Yeah, you Australians <laughs> call things by brand names. Weird. Yeah, because we're sheep and I'm scared of the corporations. <laughs> yeah, because they're markers. They use them to mark stuff. You don't... You <laughs> don't. <laughs> um, what if you're writing text with them, okay? They are textures. Markers. <laughs> they're not a phone. <laughs> they can't be but markers. But then also, isn't, isn't everything a texture then by default? If you... If you're brave enough, everything can be used as a texter, quote-unquote. Oof. Tom Hanks would be Simon. very unhappy. <laughs> hey, Simon, <laughs> meet me in a car park, okay? <laughs> Fight you all. <laughs> Fight everyone. All right. Now I'm going right, to so and I feel episode- like I'm about to pass out from this. Let's face it, I've got the coronavirus. Uh, just wrap it up for me, eh? I'm going to go hoard toilet paper and... Glad you said it. Like, like, like some really sick dragon. Like, nah. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm a real garbage Smaug. <laughs> um, I mean, Smaug was garbage anyway, but, you know. Cop that. <laughs> we have been very feisty today. We it's have. Early, like early in the day. I mean... We have a public holiday today and we're all angry about it, apparently. Um, well, I don't have a public holiday. I've got to go to work in eight hours. Yeah, I've got to get up for work in eight hours. Go to bed. Well, okay. So, ah, so the joy's a night shift. So Simon can get some rest. Keelan can enjoy his day as a healthy individual. And I crawl along the floor and just melt into a puddle of goo. I'll drop this um, one up. Go check us out on Spotify and iTunes um, Subscribe, leave us a review um, Also check out the Fan Critical Podcast while you're there um, We're both on all good podcasting services They are still reviewing The Outsider, so check that out Of course they have that huge back catalogue of other movie, movie and TV show reviews um, If you want to ask us a question or shout out or give us some feedback or whatever Check us out on, sorry, check us an email at Story Mode Video Game Podcast. Uh, at gmail.com uh, we're on facebook and twitter at story mode pod leave us a like tell your friends uh and also jump on the patreon check out the fan critical patreon get access to a few extra shows and d- the discord server run by simon evans have a little chat hey. with simon um also just another thank you to sarah for our amazing artwork we have something very 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 special in the works um hopefully that'll be with you guys sooner rather than later and uh, yeah cool Keelan, cheers, bud. Thank you so much, guys. Anytime. And Simon, thank you again. Thank you. Get some sleep. Yeah, and also put, put a little cardboard box on your back so that way you can pretend you're a snail if you're crawling along the floor. <laughs> Please do it, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs>
I don't know, it's just what came into my head. I'm the one with the flu. I'm meant to be like saying these weird things. These games, these games I've been talking about, I just made them all up, man. This is my flu talking. I, 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 I None of us are even real. I dreamt It's all Super just Chad. a dream. Hey, oh, Super Chad's a real Christ. superhero. Okay, let's wrap it up there, eh? <laughs> yeah, let's just end the podcast cool. there. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll speak to you next week. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Tom Hanks. The dude's a psychopath.